Hello and welcome back to the Essentialist podcast. I definitely need to get around to creating a proper intro for this and I apologize in advance, but I also feel like you would probably want to skip over it if you were listening to the same intro every single time anyway, so it's probably not really a problem, but the energy is a little bit too chaotic around here at the moment with it being super busy season, November, December for content creation, my job, just everything. And I honestly just haven't gotten around to it because I'm not quite sure what I would say aside from what I already sort of said in the trailer, but today I really, really want to talk about something that I've quite literally just done and I'm in the process of doing right now in my own home and that's why I was in such a good energy to want to record this episode and that is decluttering my space. So I did finally jump on the bandwagon and created a TikTok and honestly that app has been destroying my life. I am so addicted to it now. And I totally understand why everyone really enjoys short form content at the moment. It is so accessible, so easy to scroll. And if you can kind of sift through a fair bit of the junk that's on there and really find your niche and your interests, there is some incredible educational DIY, like really fun sort of videos on there. So I am actually doing a 30 day decluttering challenge over on my TikTok account, which is Emma Caitlin, same as all of my social handles. So if you want to get the short and sharp of it, you can head on over to there. But otherwise, I'm not going to be specifically talking through like a day by day sort of thing on that. But I did want to just talk about the whole idea of decluttering your mind and decluttering your space and how this can really benefit you in terms of lowering cortisol levels and stress that you might be feeling in your space. Because I'm not sure if many of you would be totally aware of it because a lot of this stuff sort of happens at the subconscious level, but there are so many microaggressions in the built environment. I'm talking kicking your toe on a bed, a door that doesn't open, something that is squeaky, you know, the drawers that are just overflowing with clothes and things. And as much as you might just kind of bypass those sort of things in your home and think that they really don't matter, they are often, more often than not, I would say the things that can really kind of lead to a lot of annoyance over time. And I definitely think they are some of the items worth addressing. So that's kind of what I want to structure the episode around loosely. But as per usual, it's just me kind of chatting away. So I find that I would really like to have a way to chat to you guys about some of these subjects. So I am not really quite sure how to do that because I know you can kind of leave reviews on podcasts, but I'm sort of tempted to make like a Facebook group where we can discuss, you know, any of these episodes or any design ideas and things in depth. So if anyone is interested in that, please please DM me on my Instagram and let me know and I will get that all set up. So the reason why I'm kind of in this headspace at the moment is because as some of you might know, if you follow me over on YouTube, I've just moved house and with moving house comes the need to declutter whether you like it or not, because you literally have to pull every single item out of wherever it is stored or wherever it is placed and put it in a little box and move it to the next destination. So that definitely got me going through every single room in my house in such great detail and it kind of reminded me of I suppose like how difficult it would be to live a minimalist lifestyle because I really do kind of like my things, if you know what I mean. I just kind of like having things around. I really love little bits of home decor. And if I'm traveling, I'm always bringing back some kind of trinket from somewhere. I have a teacup collection. Like there's just various things that I really do value because 
as much as I don't really place value on material items and objects as such, I, um, and I try not to really attach like sentimental value to objects. I know I definitely would say like, I feel like my parents are a little bit like this and I have had some instances where I am a little bit more like, okay, well, I really had a nice time with that item and I'm done with it now. So I'll get rid of it. And they are a little bit more attached to things or want to see the longevity in items and see them kind of have a longer life. So we can tend to butt heads a little bit over that because I just kind of think if I've liked it, it can move on and have a new life with someone else. And I'm not saying to throw things away because I'm very against that kind of life cycle of items where there's a a real kind of capitalist wasteful culture. But I just mean in terms of if something's not serving you anymore or it's holding on to some old energy in your space and you really just want to refresh something, then it might be time to kind of sell that item, donate it, move it on in some way, upcycle it even. I definitely do love hitting Bunnings and getting some sample pots of paint and upcycling my items. But I have to say, since moving, my whole mindset has been so much calmer. And that is definitely because I'm just living amongst less clutter. And I think that we add clutter to our life in so many different ways. Like even on your phone, if this is what you're currently listening to the podcast on, you probably have an excess amount of apps, photos, downloads, text messages, like all sorts of stuff that if I asked you to find something in an instant, I bet you probably couldn't because when I try and find a photo or a screenshot, I know full well on my phone that I have, and I'll check it for you now because I'm an excessive photo keeper, but I have 11,305 photos in my recent photo folder and And if that doesn't kind of tell the tale of how many pictures and screenshots and things I take, then I don't know what does. But I'm definitely that kind of person that if I want to tell like a travel story or something, I get really involved and I find myself extremely tempted to want to scroll backwards and find that very specific photo from like Greece 2015 or something. And that is just so much clutter to have on, you know, a device, let alone in my own space, in my own mind. And I just think we kind of need to do a little bit of a seasonal clean in a way of everything in our life, not just our homes. And although I do obviously specialize in homes, being an architect and an interior designer, it is something that I would honestly say we need to spend more time on. And even myself, I find I'm actually looking at an overflowing drawer of some things. I've got a pile of washing sitting next to me that definitely needs to be hung up. And having a little bit of a plan as to how you're going to declutter and also how you're going to keep things clean in the long run is extremely important. And it's kind of like that um, saying, what is it? It's like failed to is it fail to prepare, prepare to fail or something like that? I don't know if I'm saying it right. It's you're probably screaming at the bloody podcast, but it's something like that. If you fail to prepare, then prepare to fail. And That is definitely, I would say, what happens when you approach something in a really disorganized manner. You can often just feel completely overwhelmed and... I don't know, just lost in the whole process. And it's very easy to get extremely frustrated or quite literally just give up. And I know the feeling because I am someone with a very short attention span and I can definitely just want to throw in the towel on things when I get frustrated. But I also do kind of hyper laser focus on things sometimes to also the other unhealthy end of the spectrum where I will like stay up until two in the morning rearranging something because it's bothering me. So I find that having a healthy balance where things don't get so 
out of control that you feel like you need to spend a whole day doing this is really key to having a little bit of balance and structure in your life. So in terms of actually creating a plan to declutter, like I said, I am doing that series with the tips, but my particular guide to where to start is to break it down room by room and then break it down into categories by room. And this is just talking about your house, but the same methodology applies to your life. And in terms of creating a metaphor around that, I would say that anything in our life has some sort of structure similar to a building. We have the foundations, which are going to be, well, actually let's start at the real base level. You've got the ground. We are all bound to, you know, the earth and grounded by that at some point. And then we start to lay our foundations on top of what is already there. So those will be your core pillars, whether it be aesthetics, maybe you like functionality, or maybe you really just enjoy, I don't know, like having lots of things. So it depends on what your core values are. But for me, it would be having a calming space, which essentially feels like when I get home that I've like walked into a hotel, I want to have really dim and really calming lighting set up, whether that be in the form of floor lamps, of candles, whatever. But I would have to say it's very rare that I would put all the ceiling lights on in my house and living in an apartment, whenever I would look across to someone else's apartment and they had all of the lights on beaming in their apartment, I just thought, what a lunatic, like how do you get home from either being in a bright retail store or a bright office or something all day and then want to smack every single light switch in your house on and sit there in the bright light. It is so bad for you in terms of like having, um, I'm pretty sure it's melatonin, right? That is our like, um, essentially like the natural sleep inducing chemical like in our brains and um with that you know i mean i know people who take melatonin tablets because they struggle so much with their sleeping that their patterns have gotten so out of whack whether it be from blue lighting on your phone or you know lighting in general or just staying up too late looking at screens like tv and whatever that they are so out of balance they find themselves feeling really restless at sleep time so honestly if you're one of these people i would say a good place to start in terms of decluttering some of the lighting and things around your house would be if you do have some of these floor lamps i would say start to use them if not that is one item i would consider adding into your space instead of taking away but something you'll need to do is probably swap out a lot of the light globes so that they are less severe because when you want to have a task lighting, you definitely want it to be quite severe because you're actually trying to laser focus on something. And if it is a highly detailed thing, that means that you need to actually have adequate levels of illumination because if not, you'll be straining your eyes. And as a glasses wearer myself, we all know what that leads to because then you are straining either your long or short vision and causing yourself greater problems, which might even just be as minor as a headache or as major as damage your eyesight. So that's a good, a lot of fun because I definitely was on screens my entire life, especially a lot throughout university days. And now I wear glasses. So yes. Um, but in terms of, you know, decluttering some of those spaces, like I said, start with the foundations of what you want out of the space. For me, it is aesthetics, functionality, and I don't know. Those are probably the two core pillars for me. Um, I guess organization as well. I really enjoy being able to find what I need when I need it and without 
I don't know, just any of the struggles of not knowing where something is if I'm in a hurry. So for me, by my door, I have a little key hook on the wall and that is, um, you might have a little bowl or something on a, a, like a hallway console table or something. But some of these little strategies for me um, give me that routine in my life where when I come home, I know that I immediately need to hang my keys up because if I'm heading back out or I'm in a rush or I'm waking up in the morning to do an early gym class, I know exactly where they are because when I used to feel a lot of stress in my life, it was because things were too cluttered and I was very disorganized and I just walked in the door, thrown something somewhere and had absolutely no idea where it was. So that is a very, very handy tip from me to you because I think having some of those little things, even on the back of my bedroom door, I actually have a series of like an overdoor hook thing that I just got at Kmart and you can find them pretty much anywhere. Like a lot of storage kind of companies have them and that's where I hang up my coat and my handbags. So yet again, I've created a little system where I can declutter that item immediately because I'm not kind of dumping it on the bench or on my couch. I hang those items straight up and they are out of sight, but not out of mind because I always know where to find them. So that is another sort of little way you can start to organize things. I think in terms of um, categorizing things, I, I mean, there's a whole wealth of knowledge from creators like Marie Kondo, who has her book, her Netflix series, um, however you want to kind of learn and digest that. But I really enjoyed her approach to decluttering wardrobes because when she was in those spaces, she kind of did that method of does it spark joy? I believe that's what the title of the book is as well. And it was kind of like, emptying your closet of all the clothes, either trying them on or, you know, just reviewing the bits and pieces that you've got and thinking, does this make me feel good? Does it look good? Is it, you know, a color and a quality of material that I like? If so, great. And it sparks joy and you keep the item. And if not, then you either donate or sell that item. And I just think this is incredibly beneficial. And it's why I myself do a lot of wardrobe declutters, probably four to five times a year. I will go through my wardrobe because seasonally and just generally, if I have worn something and it's not serving me, then it is definitely time to move it on. So that is also another really, really handy one. And in terms of even things in your wardrobe as well for greater organization, I would suggest looking up different types of coat hangers and hanging systems and things that are much more efficient than a standard coat hanger. So in my case, I use velvet covered hangers because even though I absolutely hate the feeling of velvet, it is very non-slip for hanging up your clothing. So you don't constantly have things falling all over this place and getting really messy and whatnot when you know, you're kind of shoving clothes around and other things that I have are like multi-pant hangers where I can hang up a bunch of different items on one hanger so they take up less space but there's so so many tips like this either on Pinterest on on the internet and I really, really think that it is absolutely worth creating a plan, particularly as we come up to the holiday season. And I totally understand that not everybody gets a break over this period. That is definitely more of a sort of structured corporate worker kind of attitude towards life. But that is what I know because I do work in a nine to five sort of capacity. So I usually kind of try and use that holiday period to have a couple of days to definitely just kind of go through my space, reset everything, and then I will often fly home, go and visit my family. And by the time I get back and I'm sort of getting back into the work year, I do really feel like I've done a good reset of my space. And in terms of like a new year's resolution, like quote unquote, I would say that 
decluttering your space is one of the best things you can do for yourself because also if you are focusing on decluttering other areas of your life, like I said, your devices, your mindset, because we all know that's very important and a lot of people like to kind of set these resolutions around, I'm going to do X, Y, Z. And the truth of the matter is if you don't have a plan or a particular outcome in mind, then it is less likely I would say that you will follow through with doing the thing because if you don't kind of have that base structure or outcome or a realistic time frame, like for example, at the moment I'm doing an eight week challenge. So it started on a specific date and it ends on a specific date. And that's that, that is the eight week period. So I have to give it my all during that time to have the best nutrition possible, the best training, um, sort of attendance, I suppose, the gym possible and be putting in a really good effort whilst also tracking my results with a scan. And any other thing in your life is definitely no different. It's just that there are no mandatory deadlines. And that is where I think a lot of people can fall short because it's kind of going to be one of those forever, like I'll do it tomorrow type things. And we all know that there are plenty of things I would do tomorrow that I'm definitely never going to do tomorrow, the next day, or probably even this year. So (laughs) I think setting a realistic time frame is an excellent way to have your plan kind of come to fruition, whether that be really short-term timeframes or like something you want to do today. And there might be another time frame of something that's like, right, I am going to set aside a date where I'm doing a technology declutter, or I'm setting aside a date where I actually read this book that is having an outcome of something that I want. For example, if you were struggling with anxiety and you've purchased a book that is going to speak you through that and it just sits on your shelf and you can continue to feel the feelings of the way you do, then it's not benefiting you in any way because you're not approaching it by giving it the appropriate time it needs for you to read and absorb that material and even make use of the purchase that you've made. So you kind of just end up with this bookshelf gathering dust and not ever kind of getting to the bottom of all of those things that you want to do. So very minor example, but it is just something that I would say planning, definitely plan, 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 have a structure, have some time frame and really just be honest with yourself about what it is that you want when you're sitting down to do the process because it's not about anybody else. It's literally about you. So if you are living alone, obviously you can be a lot more selfish with the way that you kind of approach some of these things because you don't have other people's needs to reconsider. So also just to consider, sorry. So you can kind of just really create I guess, the space of your dreams because you get to just decide what you will and won't keep and how things will and won't be laid out. And that is going to be that. Whereas when you are sharing a space with people, you absolutely need to consider the way each of you like to move around the space and what things matter to you in terms of, like I said, yet again, someone might really value organization above all, and they might have a little bit more of a structured approach, whereas you might be a little bit more free and a little bit more about the aesthetic and therefore things to that person might be feeling messy. And here's where we can have some kind of strange clashes with our housemates or our partners, because you might have a totally different way of living to this person and different things that you value. And if you are not feeling at home in your space or like you, you know, even in terms of, like I said, your mind, if you have a very, very busy mind and you're often not present, um, it can actually lead to kind of a lot of interpersonal problems because you will spend a lot of time dragging on about all of these different sort of issues that you might have, not realizing that you are either just feeling a little bit frustrated because you're in a space that doesn't work for you, or 
It doesn't feel like your home because it is not in any way representative of you or if you've packed things away too much, for example, in a too organized home, then it won't even feel like a home at the end of the day because it might be too minimalistic for someone who likes to have a couple of little personal touches and things as well. So definitely look to strike the balance and even sit down with your partner or your housemates or your friend or whoever it is and try and create this plan together because ultimately in my eyes your home is a haven and you really do want to have your little bubble away from the world feel as special and as custom to you as possible and This is what I like to tell a lot of my clients as well, because I think a lot of people feel pressure to follow trends. And yet again, in terms of clutter, this is how people end up with junk in their house. Because if you go in to decorating with no plan, then you will end up with the most eclectic space ever because you're going to have a little bit of boucle, a little bit of rattan, a little bit of postmodern, a little bit of this and that. And all of a sudden you've got five different styles in one place trying to compete. Nothing matches. It doesn't look nice and it feels totally chaotic. But if you've spent a lot of money on these items, then a lot of people will struggle to get rid of any of these things or declutter them because not only would you lose money in terms of the resale value, but it just kind of feels annoying that you didn't nail it the first time. And this is one of those times when I would say, whether it is your mindset or your home, sometimes you actually do need to sort of seek some professional advice as to how to best go about these things. So I actually do want to kind of turn this into a a YouTube video and I want to kind of create a PDF download that can guide you into how best to kind of declutter your space as well and how that can kind of like I said tie into decluttering your mindset and just really approaching the end of this year in the calmest way possible so that you will absolutely be reset and refreshed because we realistically only have two months less pretty much like it is the 8th of November now. So two months left of the year to get on top of things. And I know it is so incredibly busy. There is a lot of pressure on all of us, but if you have a free weekend between now and then, I would highly suggest taking the time to run. Okay, so I absolutely just had my first podcasting fail since starting this podcast. My microphone just slipped over and it actually stopped recording. So I was literally sitting here talking to myself for the last 15 minutes, but we digress. I will get back into re-recording what I was just saying because I actually do think it was really good materials. So now back into the digital kind of detox I was saying. So in terms of organizing all those files, apps, and other digital things, whether it be on your phone, your laptop, or your desktop computer. And also, I mean your home computer and work computer, because these are all things that impact your everyday life. I think you will find that now you're only kind of left with a lot of the beneficial items on those devices. And how you move things around is definitely up to you. You could try organizing by category or color or any of those kinds of things. But just in general, I believe this is going to lead you to have less screen time because there will be less distractions, less things that you are just not using. It won't take up as much memory and space. And it also just means that it is streamlining how it is for you to directly get to something and find it instead of having to hunt around. So now moving on to decluttering your home, which is certainly the main focus of what I tend to talk about because I actually sort of have a professional take on that. But for me, 
your home is where you spend the most time. And of course, you obviously spend a lot of time at work. Some of us kind of spend 50-50, I would say, realistically, either at the office or your workplace and also at home. But the most important part about this is your home is the environment which you have a degree of control over um, because you are the one actually furnishing it and getting a say in how it is. So I would definitely say if your home is a space that or you know, the place of living, your environment is a space that doesn't feel like a home by definition of the word, then it is really important that you address this because having a space that doesn't feel like your own or isn't working for you is just going to make you feel so negative about being in that place. So reducing clutter is just a great way to start because if you are taking things away from those living spaces and creating some functional storage instead, it will really simplify kind of navigating around that space and It will bring you an overall feeling of peace about being in that environment because now you are able to find things with ease and flow when you actually need them instead of running around and not knowing where absolutely anything is at all because that can be very, very frustrating. So I would definitely recommend taking a bit of a look at how you can improve your home environment. Another way is to get rid of any rubbish. And I don't mean rubbish in the sense of, I guess our trash is someone's treasure. So, you know, it just means that if you have items that you are actually genuinely decluttering and getting rid of out of your space, that you organize what you want to keep around and literally get rid of the things that you don't. So don't just hang on to them in a pile of things that you might want to refer back to one day, because we all know if you fall into that trap that is going to end up back in your house or stored up in the top of a cupboard for the one day that never that inevitably comes around. So definitely make a conscious effort to remove these items from your space and don't even go to the backyard and shove them in a shed or something. Take them to charity, sell them on Facebook marketplace, give them away, whatever it takes, because you need to actually mentally cleanse yourself of these items. And knowing that they're still hanging around in a space is also going to contribute to that overall feeling of clutter. And it is just general actual clutter as well. So if you can go through each space, with a bag, a box, whatever, just be ruthless and go through every little bit and piece because once you've kind of got all of that sorted, you will know that you have actually kind of essentially cleansed each space of items that it just don't need to be in there. Another tip is to store any specialty or seasonal kind of items. So I have definitely taken this approach with my wardrobe recently and it is life-changing because I've already put away all of my coats and a fair bit of winter clothing as well. I would love to say that I could put away more, but I do live in Melbourne and the climate here is a little bit whack. So some days it is 28 degrees and the next day it'll be back to being 10 degrees. So I have sort of struggled to sort of figure out the happy medium of of what to put away yet and what to keep out because of course in Australia we are heading into the warmer months so it is kind of tempting to only have a summer wardrobe but I am trying to be a little bit more pragmatic about not being freezing because my boyfriend always tells me off about that when I don't take the appropriate kind of warm clothing out with me but I definitely think the same kind of thing applies for your home items as well that you can take a seasonal approach to that be it packing up some blankets like you know throw blankets and things on the couch they just sort of have that they have a feeling of warmth and you'll know what I mean by just like that is not a summer sort of piece of home decor. So that is definitely something that could go away in the cupboard and it will just sort of give your home like 
the feeling like it can breathe because if you've ever been into someone's space and it just feels very cozy, it's really lovely in winter, right? But in the same cozy space in summer when it's much warmer, that space would feel stifling and overly cluttered because there's just things that don't really belong there. Another way to declutter is to get rid of anything that has expired. So you probably had some items in your bathroom cabinet or potentially even in your kitchen, in the pantry or in the fridge. And if you can go through all of those uh, items, literally empty the cupboards, take all of those items out and kind of reassess what you've got, then you might be finding that some things have expired and actually need to be thrown out. But the best case scenario is you find things prior to them expiring because then you're not wasting your money on unused products or throwing food needlessly away that could have actually been used had you known that it was there. So trust me when I say all of us do it, we just buy things, forget about them. And then sure enough, whether it even just be something as simple as a salad dressing, it's going to go off and you haven't even got a chance to use it. So, yes, seasonal organization, throwing things away, um, donating any of the things that you don't need. Another way to take uh, control over your wardrobe is to create a capsule wardrobe. And I'm not a fashion influencer, so please don't come for me for this advice because I don't even know myself. I'm definitely someone who is working more towards having a capsule wardrobe because from some of the YouTube videos that I've watched or blog posts that I've read, it just seems to be the way to go because if you're looking to get longevity out of good quality items and just having a bunch of staples that just go with absolutely everything so you don't have to stand in front of your wardrobe and you know stress about having nothing to wear or trying to throw an outfit together and nothing ever quite seems to work, then I would definitely say naturally minimizing your wardrobe and planning outfits will become much more efficient by having a capsule wardrobe. And it is also much more likely to lead you to save money and reduce any impulse purchases because you only buy to fill the gaps and not just for random things. So another one is, I assume many of you probably also have a home office or a home workspace of some sort, particularly given that majority of us have been working from home for the last two years. So you would probably notice that in this space, sometimes compared to your workplace, potentially, it feels much more difficult to get work done. And that is not because you're at home and it's You know, I mean, I feel like being more comfortable was definitely a motivator for me, but it is difficult to get things done because you are overstimulated by clutter. And that is something that does not belong on your desk because you quite seriously just need a keyboard, a mouse and a monitor if you are working on a computer. You do not need to be surrounded by junk. You might need a small notepad and a pen, but that is it. You do not need to have piles and piles of paper. It is not only bad for the environment, but it is also just so much needless clutter that is something that quite often gets looked at once and then chucked in a drawer. So I would definitely recommend going through any existing paper that you've got, be it old receipts or bank statements and things. If it is past the period that you no longer need them for any like taxation reporting and things like that, then time to go. Do not keep them in a box somewhere. Just scan them, do whatever you got to do to keep them and get rid of it. Because a lot of that stuff can just really build up and start to accumulate in your drawers. And before you know it, you'll have no idea what those things are and whether you need them. Some receipts and stuff might have faded and things anyway, and it just becomes a giant mess. So another way you can kind of get rid of those things is to shred or recycle anything that's outdated just so it's not sitting there gathering dust. And 
The other thing I would say for a home office space is it is really, really beneficial to invest in some good quality storage and organizational items. So for me on my desk, I have a cable organizer and I also have some in drawer kind of little trays and things that I've got. They're just little clear perspex trays and a lot of them allow me to detangle and organize all my cables, which is a godsend because I used to just throw things in the drawer and they would get so tangled and knotted up and it absolutely drove me wild. And Another thing is to be able to organize all of those cute little bits of stationery. And I really love having that organized too, whether it be like staples, elastic bands, like clips, everything, pens. It's all so organized in my drawer now. And that really just does wonder for keeping my desk and workspace decluttered and more aesthetically pleasing. So if you are lacking any motivation, you can definitely jump on Pinterest. I feel like I'm a spokesperson for Pinterest at this point, but there are just so many talented people on there sharing their ideas and linking products and things as well. So it's a really, really great place to start if you'd rather kind of storyboard some inspiration first before kind of diving in. Another way is to declutter your life. And this is where the mindset kind of element comes in. So what I was sort of saying before was about laying that foundation for having strong routines and habits, which are going to allow you to feel less overwhelmed and be better for your overall mental and physical well-being. Because without having some of those kind of structures and routines in place, you are much more likely to get into those bad headspaces where you feel like everything is just a little bit too much. And we all know that too well because we are coming into that crazy silly season where you just say yes to 50,000 different events and all of a sudden your calendar is completely full and you haven't had any kind of chance to think about it or do an audit because it is just out of control. So The way that I like to do it is I personally use a daily planner every single day because I have the memory of a goldfish. So I really, really do love having things kind of planned out that in a place where I can kind of see them and tick them off because not only does that make me feel good, but it is also just the way that I get through all of my tasks for the day. But the other thing is to have a wall calendar or a some sort of monthly calendar, maybe like digital versions. So you might want to use a Google calendar or like an iCalendar or something. But for me, I'm a little bit old school in that respect. I used to have a paper monthly wall calendar, but now I've got a sort of whiteboard version, which is a little bit better for me because I can just kind of scribble things out as they change or whatever I've got to do with that. So I honestly recommend doing a calendar audit and having a look at all of those different things you've committed to, because by allowing yourself to see a month at a glance, you are much more likely to not say yes to too many things because you can see what's coming up and what weeks are really busy. And you'll be able to kind of say to someone like, I'm really sorry, but I'm just not able to do anything that week. I've already got something on two nights and I just need to have some alone time because for me and my partner, thankfully we are quite on the same page with being reasonably independent people and I just really love some downtime and to be left alone sometimes to kind of recharge my social battery. So I know where I'm reaching my limit and that is because I do a calendar audit. So in that sense, I would say it is about finding a planning system that works for you. And that is that saying, which I still have no idea if I'm saying correctly, and that is fail to plan and plan to fail. So if you are unable to kind of keep those routines in order and find a system that is working for you, then it is just going to be so difficult. So whatever planning method you kind of choose, just stick to it and try and be as consistent as possible. 
Another way to declutter your mind is to set some goals and try to work backwards. So whether that be taking time to think about what you value and what you want to be doing in one hour, one day, one month, or one year from now, maybe even more into the future, but I'm not someone who really likes to project past the one year mark because I just don't find it useful. I think a lot of things can change in a year and we as people are constantly evolving as well. So I don't really kind of like those sort of questions about like a five or 10 year plan because if I were to refer to myself five years ago, I am a completely different person who wants completely different things. And I would never want to kind of lock myself into some sort of life plan that's not going to work for me. So I would definitely say dream about the future and then work backwards from putting together some reasonable, um, I guess, appropriate timeframes around those goals that are actually going to allow you to take measurable actions and steps towards achieving each one. Because making simple choices now and having good decisions around those long-term goals will mean that at a subconscious level, they're always kind of in the back of your mind and they will absolutely be the things that you work towards. So that is all. I hope it actually did record again this time because I don't know if I have a third take in me. I think that would actually drive me in insane, but I hope that you have found this podcast really, really helpful and it had some useful tips in it. I am sorry if I rambled a little bit, but that's just what happens when you're sitting on your bed talking to yourself. I'm not quite sure where the direction is going to go, but I felt inspired. So I thought I would just sit down and chat with all of you, but as per usual, all of my links will be in the show notes and you can also find me over on Instagram and that is pretty much it for today's episode. So yet again, I'm going to put a little bit of a decluttering video up on YouTube soon. So if you're not already there, you can go over and hit subscribe. And if you haven't already, I would absolutely love for you to leave me a review on here. By getting some reviews, it means that I'm going to be recommended more to people and it means I'm going to be able to spend more time on the podcast and maybe I'll even start getting some guests on once I figure out how to do that as well. But have a wonderful week and I look forward to chatting to you again next week.